Welcome to Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio, keeping you connected to your faith and your world. Teresa tackles the issues of faith and culture, the pro-life message, and media awareness. And now, here's Teresa Tamio. On a busy Wednesday morning, it's February 28th. Great to be with you on Ave Maria Radio. And it's uh, gorgeous out today in southeastern Michigan, but we've already hit our high for today. I was just talking about that with Andrew at 51 degrees, and that's our high for today, 51 degrees. But either way, it's very nice. Although I did see a story this morning as I was pulling together the news that unfortunately this nice weather has really hurt the ski business in northern lower Michigan. So we feel badly about that, and it's a little bit odd. We haven't had much ski weather for the folks who love it. So let's uh, pray that those folks are able to turn things around once their resorts do open for summer. And speaking of resorts, it reminds me, if you're going to be joining us, and I sure hope you'll think about it, for the Grand Hotel Getaway on July 22nd to the 24th, many of those places that are ski resorts in the winter are also beautiful summer resorts. So what we've found a lot of folks are doing, especially if they've never been to Michigan, what they're actually doing is looking up one of those beautiful resorts, either right in the center north of Gaylord, or they go to um, Harbor Springs, or to the Traverse City area, that area uh, of the uh, lower northern peninsula, the nor- lower peninsula, and they stay a few days. They enjoy the dunes, they enjoy the Gold Coast, and then they head up to Mackinac, or they go there after. It's really such a perfect idea to discover Michigan. Some folks I met last year from Texas extended their stay. I mean, they had it all planned before they they left, but they did the Grand Hotel and they stayed a couple extra days and they love the Michigan summers because they say the summer in Texas is so humid and they just fell in love with uh, the Straits of Mackinac and northern lower Michigan. So we're looking for a few more registrants. We uh, are up there. I think we're at 200 now, but we still have room for some more. So please go to the corporate travel website, ctscentral.net, and check out the Grand Getaway. Of course, it's co-sponsored by Ave Maria Radio. We also have it on our travel page, Father John Ricardo. The Hans, Kimberly and Scott, Father Josh Johnson, and Deacon Dom and I will be there as well. I'll be doing the show live, which is a blast. We go live from the ballroom and just have a lot of fun with folks. And it's a really, really great time and one of the most beautiful places, I think, in America, especially during the summertime, the Grand Hotel and stunning Mackinac Island, July 22nd through the 24th. Also a reminder, we have that discount in place if you're looking to go to Italia. 250 bucks off per person. For our trip, which leaves October 26th, we're doing not only the Amalfi Coast, but we're doing the Adriatic Coast. So we're doing Puglia, we're going to Gargano, and also to San Giovanni Rotondo, to Bari for St. Nicholas, to Matera for the Sassi there, the ancient community. We're going to Alberobello for the quaint Truly Houses, and it's just going to be a phenomenal trip. And then we're spending the first part on the breathtakingly gorgeous Amalfi Coast, First stop will be St. Maria Goretti's tomb in the Tuna, which is south of Rome on the ocean. Then we continue down to Sorrento. We're staying just outside Sorrento, the gateway to the Amalfi Coast, spending time in Ravello, spending time in Amalfi at the tomb of St. Andrew in Mass at that spectacular cathedral. And then we're also going to have a reception in my favorite town along the coast and probably my most favorite town in all of Italy, if I really sit down and think about it, Priano, which is in between Amalfi and Positano. You can't even imagine how beautiful this is. And in October, the weather's gorgeous. It's not super hot like it is in the summer, but it's extremely comfortable, and you're not going to have the massive crowds, which I'm telling you, in a place like Amalfi Coast, which is built so uniquely, as John Hill mentioned yesterday, you have one road going through the area, okay, the Amalfi Drive. And they even limit the amount of buses that can be on at a certain time. So if you're there in the height of the season, and now that is actually all the way through the end of September, it can be really crazy, and it really takes away from your Amalfi Coast experience. We're also, by the way, going to Pompeii and going to see the amazing ruins in Pompeii and having real pizza, where pizza was made on that part of the Gulf Coast of Italy, so the uh, Gulf of uh, Naples. I really hope you can join us. Every year we fine-tune this, and I think this one is off the charts. So please check it out also, ctscentral.net. And you can also email me, but don't forget we have that discount, 200 I'm really stressing this because 500 bucks is a nice chunk off of a trip. So if you're going with your wife or a friend, $250 per person. March 6th right now is a deadline. So that's like, what, a week away? Maybe less than that? No, a week, actually. 
So jump on this. Call Corporate Travel if you're local, 313-565-88, or shoot me an email, and I'll put you in touch with the folks in order to get yourself registered. What a nice thing to find in your Easter basket, right? Either the Grand Hotel or Italia. What a gift that would be. Or maybe you have a, uh, a special anniversary coming up. Or, you know, a birthday for someone in your life who's always wanted to go to Italy. Think about it. Anyway, I digress. Okay, coming up on the show today, we are going to be talking about loving God and loving people and how we make it so complicated. And I'm going to share with you the thoughts from the trailer today from, yes, the one, the only, Father John Ricardo. Because it's so funny, Vanessa and I were visiting with Father John recently, and we were just talking about this, how we make it so complicated, but at the end of the day, we let the Holy Spirit do the talking And obviously we need to know our faith in order to share it, but really how we treat people and how we love one another is what is going to, I believe, and I'll have some examples of that as well, win people over. So that will be our two cents at about 8.15. That at the bottom of the hour, Vanessa will join me. There's so much to talk about. I don't know if you've seen some of the stories that are out there regarding the election, the primary yesterday in Michigan, Trump beat uh, Nikki Haley pretty handily. But the other thing that's going on, and we want to take a look at, and we'll talk about that this morning with V, what happened with Biden in terms of a large group of normal supporters of the Democrats turned out in droves to vote against him. And I'll explain in the newscast, but Vanessa and I will talk about it. So this is a huge statement about how Biden is not doing well in one of the states that they expect to win this year, and all has to do with the Arab American population very disappointed in the way the Biden administration is handling the war in Israel. So we'll talk about that. And then we'll also take a look at an AP story that was just such a sham and such a shame and such really advocacy of the current administration's immigration policies versus a news story. That young woman, that nursing student down in Georgia who was jogging and was murdered, uh, now he's under arrest, the suspected murderer. He's been charged, waiting trial. He has somewhat of a record in the United States already. He came in illegally And so in this story, the AP says the problem is not crime among illegal immigrants or crime in general in terms of sexual assault with women. No, it's about women who jog by themselves. It's her fault. She shouldn't be out alone. So now they're blaming the victim in order to cover for the bad policies. It's it's just amazing the hoops and the twists and the turns and the pretzels they turn themselves into in order not to make this administration and their own beliefs look bad they don't want to question it it's like at what point do you say hey maybe i need to re-examine this maybe you know what i've been thinking is not so great at least give it some thought especially as a journalist connect the dots for crying out loud so anyway interesting story and then there was another story gosh there's so many oh bishop Barron calling out an msnbc host we have that clip we'll play that for you during the in the news segment how dangerous it is in terms of some of the statements they're making about the founding fathers. It's either willful ignorance or they just want to convince people that everything has to come from the government and nothing comes from God or maybe a little bit of both. So much to discuss with Vanessa today and we will get to that uh, shortly after the bottom of the hour. Weather-wise, it's warm already, 51 under partly sunny skies. Tomorrow going up to 40 and sunny 51 on Friday, sunny, 61 on Saturday and sunny, and 64 and partly sunny on Sunday. And we have warmer temps all the way through, let's see, looking at the uh, lineup here, really all the way through next week, at least for this time of year. The temperatures are going all the way up to 70 on Monday in sunshine, and then go down a little bit, but remaining in the uh, 50 degree mark, so not too bad. Uh, if you enjoy this type of early spring weather. So that's a local weather nationally. We have severe storms capable of producing large hail, damaging winds and tornadoes, some of which could be strong with possible in the Midwest and Ohio Valley through this evening. A strong winter storm continues to produce impacts across the West, including heavy snow, gusty winds and rain. And then critical fire weather conditions continuing across the Texas Panhandle into Oklahoma through this evening. A ton of news to get through, so let's do that right now. You are listening to Catholic Connection. It's a co-production. Oh, I forgot to say the rest of the show. (laughs) I'm just flying this morning. Okay, John Bursch is joining us at 915. He's an attorney, author, and speaker. He's also going to be speaking at the event at uh, Father Gabriel Bouchard High School this week and the Filiere uh, Consortio event. We'll talk to him about his book, Loving God's Children, the Church and Gender Ideology. And then, of course, it's a Wednesday, so Joni joins us. Okay. 
We're done with the lineup. Let's get to the news. 810 on a Wednesday morning. The president of the Pontifical Council or the Academy of Theology, Bishop Antonio Stelliano, has reiterated the incompatibility of Catholics belonging to the Masons. This after taking part in an event as Catholic News Agency reports organized by the Italian Grand Orient Lodge in Milan. Stelliano telling Vatican News that Freemasonry is a heresy that is fundamentally aligned with the Arian heresy since it was Arius who imagined that Jesus was a great architect of the universe, the way Freemasons refer to God, denying the divinity of Christ. In essence, he continued, the Catholic faith is a result of a historical event in which God became flesh, drew near to men, spoke to all human beings, and destined them for his salvation. Cardinal Raymond Burke this week inviting Catholics to join in praying a nine-month novena seeking Mary's intercession beginning on March 12th and culminating on the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe on December 12th. The American Cardinal, as Catholic News Agency tells us, who founded the Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe in Wisconsin, announcing the prayer initiative in a video address posted over the weekend. Nearly 500 years ago, the apparition of Our Lady of Guadalupe changed the course of human history. Today, the hearts of Catholics around the world echo the same anxieties of 1531. And once again, the answer to this anxiety is not temporal, but spiritual. A novena is a traditional Catholic practice, usually consisting of a nine-day series of petitionary prayers that can also be much longer. Those who sign up to join Burke's Novena will receive, by way of email, short video reflections from the Cardinal each month, in addition to regular written reflections and prayers. You can find out more at novena.cardinalburke.com. Republicans, as Brian Shook tells us, are asking the Biden administration now for information on the suspect in the death of a Georgia student last week. Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan and California Congressman Tom McClintock sent a letter to Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas pressing for more information on Jose Ibarra. Ibarra was arrested last week in connection to the University of Georgia campus murder of 22-year-old Lakin Riley. The Republicans are asking for more records of the suspect's immigration history. Senator Ted Cruz of Texas, meanwhile, slamming Joe Biden's visit to the border this week as nothing more than a photo op. Joe Biden and the Democrats deliberately broke this system. They caused the highest rate of illegal immigration in history. President Biden will be in the border town of Brownsville tomorrow where he'll meet with local leaders. In what appears to be a major shift in policy and politics, meanwhile, New York City's Mayor Eric Adams yesterday endorsing changing the laws that make New York a sanctuary city. Andrew Whitman has more. This after migrants have been identified as suspects in several high-profile crimes. Adams says he wants to change when the city can cooperate with federal ICE agents and begin deportations. Current city law forbids that unless an immigrant is convicted of a serious or violent crime. Adams wants to be able to call ICE on people only suspected of crimes. Adams' comments have already sparked criticism from city council members and the Legal Aid Society. Iowa National Guard troops and law enforcement officers, meanwhile, will once again head to the U.S. southern border sometime this spring. Our National Guard is reaching out to the Texas National Guard. They are coordinating timing. There's probably going to be 25 governors that have committed to sending some troops and probably some law enforcement down to Texas. I think we're looking at the April time frame. And that's Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds. She says over 100 troops and law enforcement agents will be sent to support Border Patrol this spring. Meanwhile, Jack Cronin tells us a group of military veterans are also working to repair sections of the border wall. The group known as Border Vets is using razor wire and sandbags to try and repair sections of the wall. Veterans Brett Christensen and Kate Monroe told the National Desk their group is trying to defend the country. They say the country is under attack and without any action from the President, Border Patrol or Congress, they're fighting back. The U.S. Army is cutting 24,000 jobs. A new Army document says the jobs are being cut as the Pentagon shifts away from the war against terror and instead focuses on countering Chinese and Russian forces. The job cuts will reduce the number of soldiers from an estimated 494,000 down to 470,000. About 3,000 positions will be cut from special ops forces. The Army Chief of Staff telling reporters yesterday the reductions are coming from areas that, in his words, are supposedly not going to make us successful on the battlefield. 
And the nation's biggest nuclear weapons facility is being threatened by a fast-moving wildfire in the Texas panhandle. The Pantex plant is about 17 miles north of Amarillo, not far from the Smokehouse Creek fire, which grew from 40,000 acres to 200,000 acres in just six hours on Tuesday and is now burning out of control. Officials posted on X Tuesday that personnel at the plant were building a fire barrier to protect the facilities and that all nuclear weapons on site were safe so far and unaffected. Mark Mayfield tells us Donald Trump, as we mentioned earlier, is the winner. No surprise there, according to the political pundits of Michigan's Republican primary. Trump easily defeated his main rival, Nikki Haley, in the state Tuesday after winning in her home state of South Carolina over the weekend. While Trump has essentially secured the GOP nomination, Haley has vowed to stay in the race, arguing both Trump and President Biden are unpopular among most Americans. President Biden, meanwhile, won the Michigan Democratic primary, but a significant number of voters cast an uncommitted ballot to protest his handling of the Israel-Hamas war. And Vanessa and I will be talking more about this in the news, but soon after those polls closed yesterday in Michigan, uncommitted voters who were hoping for about 10,000 people to support their efforts looked like it would even surpass 100,000 Democratic votes, perhaps, some reports say, even 150,000 votes. A clear rebuke of Joe Biden's unconditional support for Israel and a major sign of trouble for Biden in a state that was decided by less than 11,000 votes in 2016. The so-called Listen to Michigan campaign was led by and targeted toward Muslim, Arab American, young and progressive voters who have grown disillusioned with Biden's support in the handling of the war in Gaza. Perhaps no state was more fitting, the report says, a more fitting venue for this challenge in Michigan, which is home to the largest Arab American population in the U.S., The Michigan campaign or Listen to Michigan campaign was led by and targeted toward Muslim American young and progressive voters who have grown again disillusioned with his handling of Gaza. Hunter Biden is set to face a grilling on Capitol Hill today. The president's son will testify behind closed doors in the Republican-led impeachment inquiry of his father, Joe Biden. Republicans are searching for evidence. He used his time as VP to benefit his family financially. Hunter's overseas business deals have come under scrutiny in that investigation. Deanna Kodiak tells us there's a strong and cold storm system moving into Northern California for tomorrow and it'll continue all the way into early Sunday. This will be the coldest system of the season so far and with the most snow. Our snow levels will be falling down into the Sierra Foothill communities, so that's a difference from a lot of the warmer systems we've seen so far this season. Courtney Carpenter with the National Weather Service in Sacramento says there will be dangerous to impossible mountain travel and the potential for blizzard conditions at times Friday through early Saturday. Heavy snow and strong winds will likely combine to create power outages and down trees. There's also a probability of a light dusting of snow down to around 1,000 feet on Saturday into early Sunday, impacting the northern Sacramento Valley as well. Tornado warnings are going out across much of the Midwest. Millions in the Chicago area were under tornado warnings last night as severe storms pounded the region. Tornado warnings are also issued in southwestern Michigan, where the National Weather Service reported 60-mile-per-hour winds and quarter-sized hail. Also, some big weather issues in the Grand Blake area as well. Apple is canceling its electric car project. That's according to Bloomberg, which cited people with knowledge of the matter. The outlet reported the decision to end the project was disclosed internally yesterday to the almost 2,000 employees working at the project. And a recent report shows people in their early 20s are more likely to be out of work, as Katie Gray tells us, due to ill health than even those in their early 40s. New report showing a growing number of poor mental health among people in their 20s. The Resolution Foundation tells BBC in 2021 and 22, 34% of people aged 18 to 24 reported symptoms of mental disorders such as depression, anxiety, and bipolar disorder. As a result, over a half a million in that age bracket were prescribed antidepressants. The report estimates young people now have the poorest mental health of any age group. It's only February or the end of February, but sea surface temps in the Atlantic Ocean, Hurricane Alley, are already hitting summer levels. Brian McNulty, who's a senior research associate at the University of Miami, calls this early season heat exceptional. We've kind of fast-forwarded by three months or so. The ocean looked like it's already the start of hurricane season, and it's not. We've just never seen the ocean this warm before for this time of year. And he says if the warm temps continue into hurricane season, the region could see an above-average number of extreme storms, and the activity could begin earlier than June. And finally, in our newscast at about 8.19 on a busy Wednesday morning, Aaron Riel tells us when it comes to the best place for women to live, not all states are created equal.
WalletHub compared the 50 states and D.C. across 25 key indicators of living standards for women in order to determine how women are faring and where they can find the best opportunities. Their data sets range from median earnings for female workers to women's health care to the female homicide rate. The top performing states were generally in the Northeast, with Massachusetts taking the top spot, followed by D.C., Minnesota, Vermont, Maine, Maryland, New York, Hawaii, New Jersey, and Delaware. The worst states for women, Oklahoma, Louisiana, Mississippi, Mississippi, Alabama, Texas, Arkansas, and West Virginia. It is a Wednesday morning. It's 820. Hope your Lent is going well. You are listening to Catholic Connection, a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN. Coming up, a beautiful message, uh, as always, from Father John Mercado. Sign up for his uh, free e-blast at the Acts 29 website, and make sure you stay tuned very closely to all of his great thoughts from the trailer, especially the one today. So sometimes we get frustrated with ourselves, because we aren't received well when we're trying to witness or we feel that, gosh, you know, I, I've come so far. I know so much about the faith. I have a lot of information, a really, really good, you know, scripture background and can quote chapter and verse, but just doesn't impact people. Well, even St. Paul, yes, St. Paul had that problem. And so Father John says, keep it simple. Talk about Jesus. Love God and love people, basically. We'll be right back. Teaching your kids to swim has never been easier, thanks to Big Blue Swim School in Ann Arbor. In their mobile app, you can schedule a weekly 30-minute lesson for each of your children all at the same time. You can also cancel and reschedule a lesson with the most flexible makeup class policy of any local swim school, including 15 free makeup lessons. Learn more at BigBlueSwimSchool.com. Register by March 17th to get 60% off your first four lessons when you mention Ave Maria Radio. Catholic Charities of Shiawassee and Genesee Counties have been providing health and creating hope since 1941. It's the generosity of donors that allows them to provide necessary services such as their warming center, which provides refuge and comfort to thousands in our community. They also offer hot meals in their soup kitchens and help families make ends meet in their community closet. Even the smallest donation makes a meaningful difference. Join us in their mission by giving a donation at catholiccharitiesflint.org. On the next Epiphany. Let the light of your holy face shine on us and in your mercy save us. This is a prayer to the holy face of Jesus. Vanessa Denhagarmo here. Father John Linden from St. Andrew Parish in Saline joins us for Parish of the Week Wednesday. And Don Hawkins, CEO of the National Center of Sexual Exploitation, will share some very important information. Epiphany, weekdays at noon on Ave Maria Radio. Resetting your password, unsubscribing from emails, printing anything. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with an auto owner's insurance independent agent, getting the right coverage for your business doesn't have to be one of them. So you can get back to more important things, like learning how that printer works. That's simple human sense. Call Choice Insurance Agency at 734-641-4200. I've been running in circles, jumping the hurdles, getting caught in that brush of doing so much, feeling kind of pouring out. All these checking the boxes, trying to be this Got me spinning my head, catching my breath, too afraid to slow down. I tell myself to keep this up, God wants more my love I've been complicating things just like me to overthink gotta keep it real simple keep it real simple bring everything right back to ground zero cause it all comes down to this love God and love people we're living in a world that keeps breaking but if we want to find a way to change it it all comes down to this love God and love Andy Gokey, I think I'm getting to like him as much as I like Stephen Curtis Chapman. So like Andrew's used to now for bumper music to either grab Stephen Curtis Chapman or now Danny Gokey. I uh, heard him at the March for Life and, and I didn't know who he was and had never heard of him before. I don't know why, probably because I you know, hadn't been listening to a lot of uh, that type of music for a while for whatever reason. 
But then I looked him up and started looking at his background and his incredible story. Anyhow, he's got great music. Danny Gogi, check him out. So the song is perfect for what we're talking about right now in Two Cents at 824. It'll be a short one today because V's coming up and we have so much to talk about. But anyhow, I love Father John Mercado's commentary that he does every week, Thoughts on the Trailer. So good. So this week he's talking about even Paul, right, who was such an educated Jewish man and Jewish leader and well-respected, went to the best schools, understood the Jewish faith and the scriptures back, forward, upside down, inside out. And so when he is converted on the road to Damascus, who better then, right, with his background, this is how God works, to go out and preach the good news of Jesus. He's considered the greatest writer, by the way, of the New Testament. 1 Corinthians 1, 25 Brothers and sisters, Jews demand signs and Greeks look for wisdom, but we pray, proclaim Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles, but to those who are called Jews and Greeks alike, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. Now, I don't have time to share with you all of the uh, great wisdom that Father shares in his thoughts from the trailer, but I would highly recommend you sign up for these because they're so well written and thought out, of course, in typical Ricardo style. But what he's talking about here is something I think that we all get caught up with. As the song says, we forget to simply love God and love people. As Father John describes, Paul was brilliant, educated, an extraordinary man who impacted human history like few others. He was in Athens before he went to Corinth. Athens, the place where great men gathered, debated, argued, and more, Paul had to have been in his glory. During his visit, the apostle found himself in a debate with various Athenian leaders. They wanted to know what he was going on about, and so he told them. Here was a chance to show his stuff, so to speak, an opportunity to put his education on display, to let his oratory skills shine forth. The unknown God to whom the Athenians had erected an altar, Paul was there to make known, the God in whom we live and move and have our being is not far from us, Paul told them in Acts 17:28. In fact, he is so near to us, he said, that he walked among us. Paul proceeded to tell them that God has fixed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by a man whom he has appointed, and of this he has given assurance to all by raising him from the dead, Acts 17:31. It was, he hoped, a brilliant speech, that wise words, words that would win the minds and hearts of those listening. But Paul, Paul, okay, formerly Saul, Paul failed miserably. So Father goes on to say that after that he returned to the simplicity of the gospel, talking about Jesus Christ. Not that Paul stopped using the natural and supernatural gifts that God gave him. Rather, after this, after the experience in Athens, Paul decided he would preach one thing. And one thing only, Jesus and him crucified, no matter how foolish it might sound to the world. Now, how we do that, how we preach Christ crucified, can come in many ways, shapes, and form. But I've been more convinced, and Vanessa and Father John and I were actually discussing this when we met uh, two weeks ago. At the end of the day, we keep it simple. That's why I love that song so much, Love God and Love People. I've had so many recent examples of that in my own life. Or in some ways, I I don't even think I was thinking about it, but just being kind to people and just welcoming them sends a message. We have seen this so often. And I'm convinced that with all the pilgrimages, and John Hale and I were talking about this recently, that we've done through Ave Maria and corporate travel, the Good News Cruise, and especially most recently the Good News Cruise, that we should be putting together a book based on the testimonies. And many of those testimonies happen in the weirdest places. For example, one of the guys from um, the Rome Boys was at a coffee bar, and he had his uh, um, you know Be Bold, Be Catholic shirt on, and he also had his, his, the lanyard that said the Good News Cruise, and a man came up to him and started talking and saying he was watching us and, and how we really enjoyed seeing what we were doing and how joyful we were, but how happy and peaceful, and then he just started to just unload his problems about a wayward daughter and asking for, for Joe's advice. Just recently, Deacon Dominic, as a matter of fact, dropped me off at Metro Airport when I was going to speak earlier this week. That was on Saturday when I was going to speak in uh, Pennsylvania. And as always, he prays over me before I leave. He either does that at home or at the airport or whatever. And this happened to be right outside um, at the uh, Delta Skycap. 
And it's not like any big dramatic thing, you know, or whatever. He just puts his hands on my shoulder and, and I put my hands on his shoulder and we just pray. And so Dom gets back in the car, kisses me goodbye, and all of a sudden, out of the clear blue, this taxi driver or limo driver comes up to me and with a big smile on his face, he said, I told my client, look at those two people. They were praying. You were praying, weren't you? I said, yes, my husband was praying over me. He's a deacon and I'm a Catholic speaker and I always have him pray over me before I leave. He was so happy and so joyful. He said, that touched my heart. You made my whole day. Thank you for being a witness. That's beautiful. And all Dom did was just quietly pray over me. And you know, it comes down really just of being there for people. I could just tell you stories. Even some, I've told the story of, of this young couple that we met in Italy who work with us on our, our various projects there. One was raised Orthodox Catholic, Christian. The other was raised Catholic. And they're both fallen away, but they're both still very spiritual and have images of Jesus and Mary in their home. And they've said to us on numerous occasions, you guys are so different. You're so different than most you know, really religious people that we know. And at the end of the day, they've confided in us as to why they've fallen away. And gradually, I think, hopefully, maybe somehow, they'll reconsider. But preaching Christ crucified, as Father John Ricardo says, can be done with great joy and should be done with great joy and love. Because that's why we are so joyful. Because Christ died for us. It's not that complicated. Interestingly enough, a couple of weeks ago when Dika Dime and I were speeding at uh, St. Anthony's at Belleville and doing a marriage retreat, a very nice man came up to me. I'm not going to say his name. But he was very troubled because he's having an argument with his son about the way he's currently living his life. And it's not, it's not a good situation. He shared that with his son. And he said to me, oh, I probably was too strong. I, I shut the door and I need to reopen the door. He says, I can't accept what he's doing. I said, no, you don't have to accept that lifestyle. I said, but you love him. And you leave the door open so you can hopefully... You know, by your love, bring him back. He goes, no, there's got to be a line. You're an apologist. You're an author. There's got to be that zinger. you got to have that zinger. And I said, the zinger is just loving him. You've made the important point of letting him know what he's doing is damaging. It's not going to help him. And, but you need to go back and tell him that you still love him and the door is open. And to be a witness, to continue to practice your faith and to accompany him to the truth. Not off a cliff in a sinful lifestyle, but to the truth. And I said, there isn't one zinger. You're looking for this. At the end of the day, it's Jesus and loving your son. You don't have to give in on the truth. The truth is the truth, and you've already expressed that to him, and you needed to because you needed to know. But now just love him. You seem kind of disappointed that you didn't have that zinger line. But at the end of the day, even Paul, the brilliant Paul, didn't have any success by talking about his knowledge of Christ and the crucifixion and everything he knew from his own experience. He went back to the basics. And we need to do that too. Love God and love people. It's 8.32. We'll be right back. Gotta keep it real simple. Keep it real simple. Bring everything right back to ground zero. Cause it all comes down to this. Love God Welcome back, Catholic Connection. It's time for In the News with TNV. Teresa Tommy and Vanessa Denhagarmo, who host Epiphany every day at noon on Monday through Friday. Okay, V, so why don't we start with this uh, great commentary from Bishop Robert Barron. I think he's one of our best communicators today in the faith. And he picked up on a story that was on MSNBC where one of the hosts was basically talking about Christians and this, this supposed very fearful topic of all these nationalist Christians, Christian nationalism, who want to take over the country and force Bibles into our homes and hands. And this is their image of, of who we are as, as believers. But it's either, as I said in my email too, as we were going back and forth in preparation for the segment today, it's either willful ignorance or they really are ignorant in how this country was founded on Judeo-Christian principles and how the Founding Fathers recognized that if you build everything on government, it'll change like the wind. I mean, one day it'll be this, the next day it'll be yeah. that. So we're going to play this clip from Bishop Aaron, and then we'll, you and I can talk about it, and mm -hmm. we can talk about it from a media perspective. And number one, their agenda, and number two, 
I really believe part of it is ignorance. A lot of it is yeah, ignorance. Yeah, I do don't too. Know. Yeah, so let's yeah, play this too. cut from Bishop Barron. Hey, everybody. It's Bishop Barron. I want to share with you some reflections on um, a clip I saw. I think it came out last night. Heidi Prisbola from uh, Politico was on MSNBC. It was one of the most disturbing and, frankly, dangerous things I've ever seen in a political conversation. She's going after what she calls Christian nationalism. But what she said was, there are these Christian nationalists out there who are claiming that our rights don't come from any, you know, human authority. They come from God. And she specified, you know, that they're claiming these weirdos, that uh, they're coming, you know, not from the Supreme Court or from Congress. (laughs) Well, first of all, it was Thomas Jefferson who made that claim. We hold these truths to be self-evident that we're endowed by our creator with certain inalienable rights. And may I say, everybody, it is exceptionally dangerous when we forget the principle that our rights come from God and not from a government. Because the basic problem is, if they come from the government or Congress or the Supreme Court, they can be taken away by those same people. This is opening the door to totalitarianism. This is not some kind of religious nationalism or sectarianism. It's one of the sanest principles of our democratic governance, that our rights come from God. Yes, government exists to secure these rights, the Declaration says, not to produce them. It is exceptionally dangerous to go down this road because, as I say, we lose our groundedness in something transcendent and become, therefore, by that very move, victims of a potentially totalitarian state that can take away the same rights that they gave us in the first place. So can I just say that in their enthusiasm, I suppose, you know, to go against so-called Christian nationalism, they're actually going against the foundations of our democracy. And it's a further evidence of this extreme hostility of the left now toward religion. No, no, precisely as an American, I want to hold that my rights come not from something as vacillating and unreliable as Congress or the Supreme Court. They come from God. Oh, that's so good. It's so, V, this, so is, this is the issue. So, so the, the media, for the most part, they cannot stand the United States. They're in lockstep with many of those on the left who think this country should be destroyed and rebuilt in, in their image and not in the image and, and likeness of God as we know we are as yeah. human beings. But it's very frightening, and, and I think he is spot on. What do you think? Uh, totally spot on, T. You know, I've been saying this for years. The worst combination ever is arrogance and ignorance, and I mm-hmm. think she's a perfect example of this. They go on this with their, you know, arrogant, high horse, you know, attitude, and they're so ignorant about the history of this country and how it was founded on Judeo-Christian beliefs. And he points to Thomas Jefferson, right. uh, you know, uh, who, who said those words. So she doesn't even know the history of where that came from. She doesn't realize that the, our laws in this country are based on the Ten Commandments. So there's so much ignorance about the history of this country, first and foremost, and the ignorance of Christianity. You know what I mean? And and how well do you know Christian faith? I mean, how well, I mean, how much research have you done on Christians and what they do? I mean, I personally have had people come to me saying, you know, you confuse me. You're this staunch conservative Catholic, and but yet you're kind of a funny person and you're cool <laughs> and you're the fun. Same thing. It's like, <laughs> what? I mean, what What did you think I was going to be? Right. I, I mean, get the same thing. You yeah. know, it's, it's so bizarre. And it, this is a le- and this is really sad for journalists because you're supposed to be trained to seek information, yep. to do your homework, to do your research, to interview connect people. Connect the dots. To yep. connect mm-hmm. the dots. And mm-hmm. she hasn't. She obviously hasn't attempted to do any of that. Right. She is just believing that, you know, Christians are these weirdos, quote-unquote weirdos, that don't know anything, and they're trying to shove their Bible down our throats when she doesn't even know that this whole country, our founding fathers, based this country on Judeo-Christian beliefs. Yeah. And so, yeah, they want to tear down this whole country and start over and make the world uh, according to their agenda instead of instead of God. And Bishop makes such a great point. If we focus on politics, to decide the laws. One minute we're going to be doing this, the next minute it's going to be doing that. You know what I mean? It's like it's it's a free for all, you right. know. And, that, and, and I mean, I always say this. And I spoke in Pennsylvania Sunday night to 500 people at a wonderful pro-life organization. I said, look, I am all for you know overturning Roe v. Wade. Thanks be to God, as we did. I am all for electing 
pro-life leaders, and I will always vote for the life issues first, but that's not it. You have to not just rely on people that we get in office because they're going to change even when we get the good ones in. Yeah. They're going to leave eventually, and then the, the whole thing will turn around. The only thing at the end of the day is, you know, kind of what I've said in my two cents segment, love God and love people and change hearts. Now, we have to combine the two. I'm not saying sit back and don't vote correctly because our Catholic faith calls us to vote. It's really important. But it's not just about the government. It never was. And too many of us are relying on that. And now, if you look at what's going on on the left, I think, V, this also, not only their ignorance, but it shows about how they do not know how to think of someone other than themselves. It is such a self-centered view of everything that I'm in charge. I don't want to answer to anybody or any authority above me or someone who or you know the person that created the universe. There, there is no God. I don't want to answer to him or whoever they think it may be or not be because they want to run things. It's, it really goes back to the Garden of Eden. It's, it's so basic here. It's their, it's their will, unwillingness to accept authority. You know, teen, that's the irony in all of this is that they don't want to accept authority and they wonder why the world is so crazy. Right. I mean, I mean, it's like because we took the authority out. We took God out and that's why right. we have craziness and chaoticness. And you're right. I love that conversation you and I and, and Father John had and I, I'm uh, the, the other priest that was with us, the name is escaping me, um, uh, at dinner the other day, yeah. tea, last yeah. week. What a wonderful conversation because I remember 20-some years ago when I started going to my spiritual advisor, Father Alex Kratz, I was so overwhelmed by the thought of evangelizing the faith. And he goes, Vanessa, you're getting so caught up in it. It's okay. He goes, it's not about presenting the catechism of the Catholic Church and the sacraments and teaching about the Catholic faith. Bring Jesus to people. Speak right. about Jesus. And when he said that, I thought, oh, I can do that. Right. He goes, you know, love people. Be kind yeah. to people. Right. You know, correct people with Christ in mind. You know, show them the way, but be kind in the way that you're doing it. And once he said that, T, it was like this weight was lifted off of me is saying I can I can do that I can love people even if I don't understand them or don't agree with them and so we have to go back to those basics and you're yep. right we have to do both we, we you and I have been saying this since 2020 right we need to go back to those one-on-one face-to-face encounters with people invite people to lunch talk about Jesus and then and and, and then also share truth on social media right I mean I, I was reading Dr. Meg Meeker's book on vacation last week which okay? one uh raising uh uh, strong girls in a toxic world, the daughters. Oh, mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm reading her book, and I'm just minding my own business at the pool. These moms started coming up to me who I who were in our group because we were with an HVAC um, have that you know mm-hmm. my husband's industry supplier. And all these moms, and they're like, tell me about that book. And it prompted a wonderful conversation about raising our teenagers in the faith. Right. And I didn't know what their faith was. I had no idea who, the, you know, and some of the people are like, you know what? I was, I was born Catholic, never raised. My parents didn't baptize me. Tell me about the faith. And other girl, what does it mean to be Catholic? You know what I mean? Like, it was a really wonderful thing. And all you did was sit there and read a book. Yeah, and right? read a book. Read the book, yeah. And yeah. you were nice to them and had a nice conversation. Well, I, I told you about the experience that I had on Saturday when Dominic dropped me off the airport. I loved it. And oh. he, was, he was just praying over me. He didn't like it, have a big cross. It wasn't vested out there in front of the sky cap <laughs> airport or anything. He just put his arms, his hands on my shoulder, as he always does, and I put my hand on him. We, we got into this habit. And I have him pray for me. Uh-huh. I also bring the holy water, uh, do that too. But but it was very, you know, subtle. We weren't out there, you know, um, singing or anything. And this, he was so excited. This guy was so sweet. He comes running up to me. You were praying, weren't you? you were, and I didn't know what to expect. But I said, yeah, well, whatever happens, happens. He said, yes, I was. I said, I'm a Catholic, and my husband's a deacon, and he prays for me whenever I travel. And his face, V, if you could have seen his face, he was so excited. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, you brought tears to my eyes when you said that earlier, T. And what a great example. We we don't even know whose lives we're touching, even when we pray uh, before a meal in public at a restaurant, you know, right. which a lot of Catholics have a difficult time doing. Protestants do a much better job, right, and uh, being public displays of prayer. I see more and more Catholics doing that, but we have to do those things. You know, pray. I've had people I, come up to us at restaurants because we always say grace and say thank you for doing that. They reminded me I need to do that too. Yeah. yeah. And I, yeah. I've, had, I've had people, you know, because they know my faith, they'll call me up and say, will you pray for me? And these are not 
faithful people. These are not people that are going to church. Some of them are not even Catholic, but they're calling me and saying, Vanessa, will you pray for me? I'm going yep. through this. And I, I yep. love it. I'm like, yep. absolutely, I'll pray for you. I mean, yep. I've had a friend of mine, I remember years ago when I was in college, T, and I was thinking about this the other day. He was Muslim, and, and I was really good friends with him and his sister, and we were in college all together, and he would call me up and say, Vanessa, will you pray the, your rosary for me? Aww. You know, and, and he didn't really know my faith, but he knew I was strong and grounded my faith. And one time he asked me for a rosary. He goes, can I have a rosary? I'm like, absolutely. Well, that's and, a very good way to lean into the faith with Muslims yeah. because she's, Mary is very prominent in the Quran. Yes, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, these are little things that when they see you, I remember a friend of mine said to me, Vanessa, people should know you're Christian by the, by the second you walk into a room without even speaking a word. Right. And I'm like, wow. He goes, by your mere presence, they should know Christ is in you. And by your love. Remember that old yeah. song? They yeah, by your love. And what by, did Jesus do? That old, that old wristband people used to wear. I love the story of the woman at the well, and I'm actually talking about this next oh, week when I give a talk in uh, Florida for women at a big uh, parish mission. Where, what did he do first? He didn't come right up to her and say, all right, you know, you're living this life and, 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 you know, chastise her for the way she was living. He eventually, you know, lovingly told her that he had so much better for, so much more for her. But he sat down and he, he had a conversation with her and talked yeah. to her. And that's yeah. why it's one of my favorite gospels. But so this goes back to what we were talking about in this story in that they do not want to recognize any other authority because they do not want to break away from their own agenda. And I think a lot of it has to do with fear. Now, this leads us into the next story, which I really want to hit because we only have about uh, four minutes left. The AP (laughs) is being, I know it goes by so fast, the AP is being strongly criticized for their agenda-driven story on that poor young woman in Georgia who was jogging the nursing student and was murdered, allegedly murdered. Of course, he hasn't gone on trial yet, so it's still allegedly by an illegal immigrant, came into this country illegally. His name is Jose Antonio Ibarra. And so what does AP decide to do? They concentrate on the victim and say she shouldn't have been outrunning because yeah. there's so many fears yeah. of solo, solo female athletes rather yeah. than illegal immigration and weak crime laws. So this, this reporter, yeah. their agenda is all of what's going on at the border, all these crimes, that's fine, no biggie, shame on you for being outrunning on your own. Yeah, that's I know. That's ridic- ridiculous. Yeah. So it t- so criticize the victim instead of the real reason, instead of the person who committed And they the crime. called him a resident of a local town. Didn't even mention he was an illegal alien. Illegal immigrant. Yeah, because it's an agenda. They have to protect the president. They have to protect the left. And they know that our borders are a disaster. And we have all these illegal immigrants coming into this country. Why? They're not questioning why. And why is this happening? And what is costing our country? And what risks you're putting the residents of this country at? You know, listen, I'm, I'm all for people being able to come to this country. My parents were immigrants, but they came in here legally in the right way. They right. came in here with their paperwork. They, you know, they did all the things legally to come in this country. They didn't illegally come into this country. Right. I mean, we're based on all, this whole country is based on immigrants, right? right? So, I mean, let's do it the legal way. We're not saying you don't have a right to come to this country, but do it legally. And why aren't you pointing that out? Well, and the and catechism that, says that, too. I and mean, people think that, that, you know, the catechism is supporting open borders. It doesn't say that. It says we have to be there for the poor, for the immigrant, for the widow. Absolutely. But that a country, it's very clear in the catechism. Father Mitch and I talked about this. We're going to talk about it again on the program tomorrow with everything that's going on is that we have a right to expect the people that come into this country are going to follow the laws and to do it in an organized manner. And the other thing they, they did, too, is they didn't even mention his, his, his criminal record. This guy already has a criminal record. Yeah. Criminal I just called record. him a resident. A resident. Yeah, a resident. Not an illegal immigrant. And not questioning the authorities how he got in this country. Right. Not a questioning how, if he's going to be extradited out of this country. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, it's all about the victim should have been jogging at night. Yeah. So we can't even be free in our own country. You don't want that you're not even stressing, oh my gosh, we don't have freedoms in our own country to jog. No, it's your fault for being for jogging. I mean, yeah. this is ridiculous. Here's one comment that somebody responding on, on X said, it's really jaw-dropping how hard the media will work to avoid mentioning any aspect of a story that makes their political party or progressive ideology look bad. That is so true. It is true Spot because on. they're not independent right. media anymore. They're they activists. Are, they are literally working for the left. That's right. what they do every day is protecting the left. And we know this. We see this. It's obvious. They can't even hide it. 
But they I don't mean, hide it not, anymore. No, they're not yeah. hiding it. They're activists. They have an agenda, and they're going to push that agenda. And we know people inside who have heard the directives themselves. You yeah. know what I mean? This is what you're going to do. This is how you're going to report it. And it's not about being a journalist. It's about protecting their political party and their right. political candidates. Yeah, That's and they're all so bold that these managers, these so-called news managers and editors and EPs, executive producers, put this stuff in writing. They don't care. Yeah, they, they don't, don't care. care. And it goes back to the other story, T, about the bishop bishop's commentary, commentary about the political reporter. You take God out, you attack Christians. This all kind of is a full circle. Connect the dots, people. Right. right. You know, because their God is their politics, their power, and their money. It's not God. Yeah. And she is saying that. We don't want God. We don't want the Bible. We don't want truth. We want our truth. We right. want our leaders. That's, that, this, connect the dots. This is full, full circle. Yep, and we absolutely. wonder why there's so much chaos in the world. Well, V, we covered two of the four stories. So that was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> we'll continue on Epiphany. Making, to be continued. We are. Right? You're going to come on next week. You're going to come on awesome. next week. Awesome. Can't right, wait. V, love you. Uh-huh. And uh, we will talk soon. Vanessa Denhagarmo, right. check out our great program, Epiphany, Monday through Friday at noon live here on Ave Maria Radio. We'll be right back. Ave Maria Radio invites you to feast on the joy of fasting this Lenten season and all year long. Fast from thoughts that weaken. Feast on promises that inspire. Fast from problems. Feast on blessings. Fast from thoughts of illness. Feast on the healing power of God. Fasting is a part of true Christian life. It liberates us from this world as we grow closer to Christ. Welcome to an Advanced Dentistry Center family. This is Dr. Metti and our team strives to treat you like family in a loving and compassionate way as we focus on serving you in a Christ-like manner. We do this by emphasizing prevention and general well-being for a lifetime. Our private practice is small, personal, state-of-the-art, and innovative with the goal to educate and motivate our patients in improving their oral health. It is through a partnership with you that you will achieve the goals for your smile. Advanced Dentistry is serious about the level of care we provide with attention to details and an exceptional level of care, skill, and judgment. We are thrilled for the opportunity to serve you. Dr. Matty and the team invite you to visit them at AdvancedDentistryCenter.com or call them at 248-594-9592. That's 248-594-9592. AdvancedDentistryCenter.com Walk through the doors of Cantora Italian Market in Plymouth and you are instantly transported to Italy. Hi, I'm Teresa Tamio, and you can choose from a curated assortment of unique food and wines that you won't find at your local supermarket. Fresh handmade pasta, gourmet wine and cheese made from scratch bread and desserts and high quality meats and poultry. Don't forget to stop for lunch or dinner at the attached award-winning restaurant For directions, visit CantoroMarket.com. That's CantoroMarket.com. Beautiful day out there already. Going up to 51, pretty close to that right now. More of the same tomorrow, even warmer next week. Coming up in the next hour of Catholic Connection. Looking forward to chatting again with attorney, speaker, and author John Birch. will be at our big events this weekend, another gathering for great discussions at Gabriel Richard High School. We'll also talk about his book on helping transgender people. And then we're going to check in for Rome with Jones Rome. All of that plus you coming up on a Wednesday morning. Don't touch that dial as we say in Radio Land. We will be right back. 